Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. My brothers and sisters, in the verses that precede our scriptural text today, we find that Jesus has just finished ministering in Judea amongst his own people. And after ministering to them, Jesus himself sums up his ministry amongst his own people by saying that a prophet has no honor in his own country. <laughs> As the result of his own people's lack of faith and unbelief, miracles were misunderstood. Healings were hindered. And the supernatural move of God was stifled. Jesus is now on his way to Cana of Galilee, the city in which he performed his first recorded miracle, which was the turning of the water into wine. After arriving in Cana, the word quickly spread that Jesus was in the neighborhood. <laughs> the word of Jesus' presence in Canaan spread the whole way to the city of Capernaum, which was approximately 20 miles away from Canaan. And the Bible says that there in Capernaum was a desperate man who had a desperate need. This man's name is not given to us. But we are told that he was a man with authority. He was a royal official, also referred to as a nobleman. And the Bible says that this royal official had a child. A son, in fact, who was gravely sick. 
when the royal official heard that Jesus was in Canaan, the Bible tells us that he left Capernaum and went to Cana seeking Jesus. This brings me to the first point of this message today. And that is this. If you and I are determined to have our needs met, we must make sure that we go to the right source for help. Can I say that again? If you and I are determined to have our needs met, we must make sure that we go to the right source for help. In other words, we must go to Jesus. Now, because I am speaking to a Jesus crowd this morning, this truth may sound too elementary and too obvious at first. But I stopped by to tell you that there are many people living among us today who have needs, who go everywhere and to everyone else but Jesus. <laughs> In our world today, can I talk to y'all? Uh, um, television shows and social media suggest that we should go other places for help rather than to Jesus. These mediums <laughs> suggest that we should go to the root worker before we go to Jesus. They suggest that we go to Dr. Phil, Mari Povich, Jerry Springer, Steve Wilkos. They suggest that we go to Ayana to fix our life. <laughs> but they don't recommend us to go to Jesus. They'll tell you to go to friends, go to family, or either go and buy some self-help books rather than go to the real source who is able to help us. And who is that? Oh, wait a minute, y'all didn't say that convincingly. Who is our help? <laughs> Listen, it is interesting to note 
that the man in our text for today is described as a royal official. Deacon Hagin, he is most likely a Roman official who was overseeing that area of Galilee in some capacity. And according to Roman law, as being the official, he would have had authority even over Jesus. Because Jesus was in his jurisdiction. But note with me, my brothers and sisters, that this royal officer did not come to Jesus giving Jesus orders. He came to Jesus in humility. He was a royal official, but he humbled himself and came to Jesus. Now, Dr. Heggie, there are many people who do not come to Jesus because they have to humble themselves to come. They have to admit that they cannot do it by themselves. They have to admit that they have a need that they themselves cannot meet. And New Providence and friends, that is hard for some people. If they could come to Jesus while standing tall and proud, they would come. But when they have to come with their head bowed and in need, they refuse to do it. But check out this royal official. This official forgot about his title and his authority and humbly came to Jesus. <laughs> and if we are determined to have our needs met, we too must go to the only one who is able and willing to be a very present help for us in the time of our troubles. We must humble ourselves and come to Jesus. Can I, can I, can I take my time today? The second point that I want to share with you today from this passage is if you and I are determined to get our needs met, 
let me tell you what we have to learn how to do. We have to learn how to overcome the obstacles that come before us. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Let me say it again. If we are determined to have our needs met by God, we have to learn how to overcome the obstacles that come before us. All right. Pastor Wood, what obstacles did this royal official have to overcome in order to have his need met? Let me first suggest that this royal official had to overcome the obstacle of distance. Oh, come on. Somebody say distance. Why you say that, Pastor Wood? I'll tell you. Remember, this brother was in Capernaum, which was... 20 miles did y'all hear what I said 20 miles from where Jesus was in Galilee somebody say 20 miles he couldn't jump on a Greyhound bus he couldn't hail a taxi. He couldn't jump on a commuter train. But he had to shoe leather express or possibly horse express to travel the 20 miles to the place where Jesus is. So the obstacle was distance. We got church members that live within five miles of the church. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm meddling, I'm meddling. Who refuse to come to church. <laughs> but 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 that, let me move on, Pastor Wood. This brother had to overcome the obstacle of distance, twenty miles, to get his need met. How how willing and how far will you travel to have your made your need met by God? What if God said? I got a blessing for you in Durham. <laughs> or Greensboro. Okay, okay. Not only did he have to overcome the obstacle of distance, he had to also overcome the obstacle of 
who he was. I done told you, I done told you, read your Bible. This brother was a royal official. He had power. He had authority. He had position. He had title. So guess what? This brother had to forget about all who he was and humble himself before Jesus who had what he needed. Some of us need to forget who we are, how many titles we have, how many degrees we have hanging on our walls. We need to humble ourselves to who we are or who we think we are and humble ourselves in front of Jesus. Okay, he, he had to overcome the obstacle of distance. He had to overcome the obstacle of who he was. But guess what? Let me throw this one in. This brother also had to overcome the fear of rejection. I know I'm preaching here today. <laughs> What kind of a rejection did this brother have to fear? Listen, he had to fear being rejected even by Jesus. Come on now. He didn't know how Jesus was going to respond to him. Remember, he's a royal official. He ain't a believer. <laughs> And he didn't know how Jesus was going to respond to him. So he had to overcome the fear of being rejected by Jesus. But then also he had to overcome the fear of being rejected by the people. Because as soon as he showed up, <laughs> some of the people that were subject up to him probably looked at him and said, what in the world? Is he doing here trying to find Jesus? Okay. The Bible says that Jesus responded to the official's request by saying, unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders. You will never believe. Wait a minute. Now. This brother says to Jesus, come and heal my son. Jesus responds, unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, you will never believe. Now I'm glad that some of us did not 
receive this response from Jesus. Because if it was some of us, we would have got an attitude with Jesus. Oh, come on, y'all. Come on. Snatch your halos off. We might have cussed Jesus out. <laughs> Come on, y'all. I'm just trying to talk to y'all today. You know how we get when Jesus doesn't do what we want him to do? Or he doesn't respond the way we want him to respond? We copy the attitude. Stop praying. Stop coming to church. Stop witnessing. Oh, come on, y'all. But check out how the official responds. The official is not phased at all by the words of Jesus. You know why? Because he is so focused and determined to have his need met that the obstacle of lack of belief that Jesus lifted before him did not cause him to lose hope. Check out what brothers. Jesus says, unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, you will never believe. Brother responds, sir, come down before my child dies. <laughs> Fred, why does Jesus seemingly make it more difficult for this man to receive the miracle that he needed? Why does it seem that Jesus is placing an obstacle before the man which would hinder him from getting his need met. Can I tell you the reason why? Because Jesus wanted the official to put forth some effort. <laughs> he wanted him to demonstrate faith. Listen to me good. A faith that requires no effort is a faith not worth having. Did y'all hear what I said? Let me say that again. You write this down. A faith that requires no effort is a faith not worth having. 
when Jesus requires that we demonstrate faith, you know what he does? He stretches us and he forces us to grow. And how many of you know that we grow by overcoming doubts and disappointments? We grow when we believe in spite of the fact that it's difficult to believe. What? Minister Felicia, what? If this Roman official had taken Jesus' words as a rebuke and walked away angry and bitter, what would have happened? I'll tell you what. He would have never received what he needed from Jesus. And listen to me good. There will come those times in your life and my life when everything seems to be going bad and you and I begin to wonder why does God not immediately answer our prayers, our requests, or what we need. Have anybody in here ever been in a situation where you prayed and it seemed like God was turning a deaf ear to you? You ever wonder if God still loved you and is interested in your welfare? But guess what? <laughs> I've learned something in 61 years of living. I've learned how to push through. Somebody say push through. Push through those times and do not lose heart. And because we push, don't lose heart, our faith will grow. Oh, Lord. We have to learn how to push through all of the obstacles that are placed before us in order for our needs to be met by the Master. Finally, y'all said, okay, I'm glad he got to this last point. Finally, <laughs> the last point that I want to share with you today is this. If you and I are determined to have our needs met by God, let me tell you the last thing you and I have to do. We must learn how to take Jesus at his word. Okay. I know this is a simple sermon, but it's simply found in the text. 
The Bible says, when Jesus saw the faith of the royal official, and when Jesus saw his determination to have his need met, Jesus said to him, you may go. Your son will live. Jesus says, in essence, you're dismissed. Your son that you've asked me to heal or to come down, and I know you want me to let, lay my hands on him, but I ain't got to do that. All you need to do is depart, and your son will live. And the Bible says in verse 50 that the man took Jesus at his word <laughs> and departed. Is that what your Bible says? This man, Fred, as far as I am concerned, ought to be celebrated. This man took Jesus at his word. In other words, he refused to give up until Christ met his need. He refused to throw in the towel of unbelief. And can I be completely honest with you today? I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life when I, Pastor Wood, called, anointed, and appointed, I had my moments when I struggled with taking Jesus at his word. <laughs> uh, anybody in here willing to admit that you had some problems taking Jesus at his word? And listen, I knew what Jesus recorded in his word. But I failed to take him at his word. You know what I did sometimes, New Providence? Sometimes I acted like I believed my own word more than his word. And sometimes... I found myself taking the words of others over the words of Jesus. I don't know about you. I'm just being honest. I'm being transparent. There have been times that I ignored his word and also times that I pretended that I didn't hear or no, Lord, have mercy, his word. 
or I'm acting like his word did not apply to my situation and my circumstances. And guess what? I am not the only one here today with this testimony. Well, let me go ahead and close. This man in our text had no reason to believe that what Jesus had said was in fact true. You see, usually Jesus healed by laying his hands on someone. But this man's son would not receive a touch from Jesus. Jesus was not going in person to this man's house. But this man believed without anything to prop up his faith. And this is the dilemma, my brothers and sisters of faith. When we are asked to believe God before there is any evidence that what he has promised will happen. This man did not insist on evidence or proof before he would take Jesus at his word. I said it. The brother just took Jesus at his word. And know this with me. You still got your Bibles open? What happened as a result of taking Jesus at his word? <laughs> the Bible says, as he was on his way home, before he arrived, his servants met him with the news that his son was not only alive, but was completely made whole. <laughs> it was in his going, not in his arriving, that he received the assurance that his faith had been rewarded. And I just stopped by to tell you that good things come and good things happen to those who take Jesus at his word. <laughs> I don't know why you and I wrestle at times with taking Jesus at his word. You know why? Because Jesus' words has much, so much to offer. 
It offers, I'm talking about Jesus' words, offers mercy to the miserable. Grace to the guilty. Freedom to the fugitive. Salvation to the sinner. Counsel to the confused. Victory to the victim. And it offers blessings to the burden. His word is bread to the hungry. Comfort to the lonely. Assurance to the anxious. Hope to the hopeless. Strength to the weak. Peace to the troubled. And rest, Lord have mercy, to the weary. All I'm saying to you this morning, if Jesus says it, you can count on it. Just take him at his word. Don't you dare give up on Jesus. I'm a witness. He will supply all your needs. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus can work out all of your issues and provide for all of your needs. That is why the hymn writer penned these words. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the Lord I won't give up until he meets my needs come on if you're in the church and if you're able to stand I ask that you will stand We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Arena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.